0: This is the best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com.
1: This is the
0: Adam Gold Show. It's the Adam Gold Show. I am Adam Gold. We'll talk with Wes Durham in about 15 minutes. Wes is actually in town today. Oh. He's got Georgetown versus Gardner-Webb tonight. Georgetown vs. Not Georgetown. What am I? I was like, "Were they playing at Dorton?" <laughs> <laughs> My mouth is stuck. <laughs> North Carolina and Gardner Webb tonight. Okay, that makes more sense. I was actually because I he when he sent me the text of the game he's got. He said GW right, and all, and I have been thinking about it as George Washington all day, and then I'm like, "Oh wait, it's not George Washington. It's Gardner Webb." <laughs> uh, and I had, but never mind. It doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Got the Tar Heels and Gardner Webb tonight at the Smith Center. And we'll talk to Wes about mostly college football, but maybe a little basketball as well as he's getting ready for a ball game tonight. Uh, Right now, Wall of Sound time. The Wall of Sound is a function of this studio. There's no doubt about it. Duke, Kansas tonight. 9 30, or whenever they're done explaining the latest college football playoff rankings that don't matter. John Shire, now 2 and 0 as a head coach at Duke, never lost on facing a real team, Kansas. Champions Classic has always been just a great test, you know, to see where we're at. And, you know, of course, they're the defending champions. They have championship DNA, and they have, you know, you know, an incredible program. So we have a lot of respect for them. Uh, to be honest with you, haven't really gone into them much. It's going to start this weekend, and, but we, we do have a lot of respect for who they are, and I think it's a great opportunity for our team as well.
1: or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor.
0: John Shire. (laughs) I have no idea if Kansas is any good. Here's the thing. If I wasn't here, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea who's on Kansas' roster. No clue. I will watch tonight and find out. If I can stay awake past 930, I will watch tonight and tell you I will report back on the Duke-Kansas game tomorrow. So just keep in mind that in place your bets, I have Kansas. (laughs) And over 145. And I have no idea who's on their team at all. Is Danny Manning still there? Might be. Okay. Maybe Danny Manning is still there. All right, we uh, we woke up to this today. It is the uh, the latest narrative of Russell Wilson selling selling the I was disrespected at NC State, so I had to leave part of the story. And here's Wilson with Peyton Manning on the latest episode of Peyton's Places.
1: I called my former coach and I said, hey, I want to come back to NC State. He says, no, 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 you just go focus on baseball. You're not going to be able to make it in football. Hold on. Did I hear that right? Rewind that back. Just go focus on baseball. You're not going to be able to make it in football. As Harry Caray'd say, holy cow. Wow. And I said, I, you know, will you at least let me come back and compete? He says, no. They said I was too small. So then I, I'm like, all right, well, listen, I, I want my transfer page. What do you mean? I said, I, I want to be able to transfer so I can go continue my, pursue my football career. I really had to make a decision. Am I going to continue to pursue this baseball thing right now in the right. midst of it all? I'm starting every night at second. Or am right. I going to go know, play college football? And So I, I was like, you know, I'm going to take the risk. If football doesn't work out, I can always come back to baseball. But you can't go the other way around. Right.
0: Um, actually, that would be the better way to approach it. Yeah. Baseball first, then football. I'm not saying it's easy to take, let's just say, three years off from football and then jump right back in and play. I'm not saying it's easy. But it's easier than the other way. (laughs) Yeah. Especially as a developing baseball player. Like there are guys who miss an entire year or eighteen months recovering from an injury. Uh, we're talking about hitting, pitching. You can you can wait, you know, wait a couple of years and save some wear and tear on your arm, right? But the fact that they sold that as oh, of course, like you're nuts, you're all nuts. Uh, with that said, this is just the latest in Russell Wilson. Attention seeker. I mean. His story. In and of itself. His story is amazing. Right? He wasn't under. He is an undersized quarterback. He went to state. He became a star. He also was a baseball player. Drafted in the fourth round by the Rockies. Goes to minor league baseball doesn't do very well as a hitter was he playing every day of course he was a fourth round pick they were they looked at him as a future major league player was he playing well no no whether it was at uh with the Asheville tourists uh here in North Carolina or it was with like I think a team called Tri-City which was out in Washington Washington State I mean he was uh it was a low two hundred hitter. Again, it's it's hard. It takes time. Like if if you talk to major league scouts, they'll tell you it's you need like fifteen hundred plate appearances in the minor leagues to really be able to tell if you can do this. Russell had like four hundred, if that. He he, he didn't give himself, and I'm not knocking him for that. Baseball is the harder route to go. The harder route to go. Now, the difference between hitting 300 and 250 is 1 hit a week. 1. 1 hit a week. That's that's a pretty big difference, I think. Anyway. Gosh. Peyton's play Peyton's places though. Go check out Russell Wilson. Uh, The winning quarterback last night between the commandos and the Eagles was not Jalen Hurts. It was Taylor Heineke as Washington pulls to five and five on the year.
1: It's huge. Um, You know, again, we were on a good, good run there for a little bit. And then I feel like we kind of let one go last week that we could have won and uh, the bounce back and, and, and go against an undefeated Philly team at home, at their place. Um, they're undefeated. You know, Monday night football, and for us to kind of battle like that and get a win like this is huge for us. Gonna have, you know, we have a lot of confidence here going on.
0: Washington is only a half game behind the Giants now. Not the Giants, half game behind the uh, 49ers for a uh, for the final playoff spot. Now, ultimately, I think the 49ers are going to finish uh, pretty high I think they're going to finish with a, a record that Washington can't catch, right? Um, the whole thing is kind of a mess right now. Seattle is leading that division. I wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers won that division. But Seattle's record is going to be, I still think, better than Washington, what Washington can get to. But with seven games left, they're 5-5. Five and five, And there's something to be said for that, just being 5-5 five and five at this point. Uh, that's not quite as good as what the Bills are, but even though the Bills are 6-3, and three, you know they're the sixth seed right now in the AFC playoffs? Yeah. They're third in their own division. Miami is first, the Jets are second, and Buffalo is third. Wild. At, yes, they could be a wild card. Yes. In fact. And that's what many people right now are talking about in terms of Josh Allen. He's too high risk. Dominique Foxworth, what say you? Josh Allen made the best leap From one year to another year of any quarterback that we've ever seen in the history of football. And now y'all asking him to make another one. Stop it. Like Aaron Rodgers, what he was in his prime and what uh, Patrick Mahomes is right now is unique. You think that you're going to make Josh Allen into a guy that gives you these big wild plays without mistakes. You're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. So accept that he is outstanding and great and accept that sometimes he's going to give you some boneheaded plays where he's trying to punch out fumbles with his injured elbow. He's going to try to run through people. He's going to try to throw balls through defenders. It stinks, but you take the good with the bad. There's a lot of truth to what Dominique Foxworth just said. My only pushback to this is we didn't hear a lot of this. Well, you know, Josh does take a lot of risks until Monday. (laughs) We didn't hear it after they lost to the Jets. You know what the bigger problem for Buffalo is? And maybe it's a Josh Allen problem. I don't know. Do you know how many touchdowns they have scored in the second half of their last three games? Not very many. Zero. That would be not very many. Second half touchdowns, zero. They've got four field goals total in the second half of the last three games. They won one of them. They did lose the last two. That's kind of goofy to me. They're just—they have not been a good second-half offensive team. I don't know what that says. Maybe they're—maybe they're bad. They're poorly coached. I don't know. I'm not suggesting that they are, but that is kind of amazing that they have really allowed so many games to slip away. They had a lead on the Jets. Let it go. They had a 27 to 10 lead at home against the Vikings. And they didn't win, and we're blaming Josh Allen. I don't know. Maybe we don't allow a fourth and eighteen. Maybe I'm just. Let me just toss that out to the panel. Is that a good idea? No, probably not. Maybe we. Uh, maybe we shouldn't do that. All right. When we come back, West Durham, the voice of the ACC, on the Tar Heels, right, North Carolina, and Gardner Webb tonight. Next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. She'll be back tomorrow. I assume. She, will she be back tomorrow or is it like a two day baby shower? She will be back tomorrow. Oh, excellent. Um, although it's it's always fun when you're here, Dennis. So I just I don't want you to think that I'm looking forward to her return at your expense. No, it's okay. You can. It's fine. All right. I bet a lot bet a lot of people are, so you're not the only no, 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 no. Don't sell yourself short. You're a tremendous slouch. <laughs> I apologize. The voice of the ACC, the man is responsible for the conference making a profit. Wes Durham is in Chapel Hill for the Tar Heels and Gardner-Webb tonight, and he joins us on the Adam Gold Show. How are you, sir?
1: What's up, A.G.? I'm doing okay. Hope you are, my man.
0: I am. I am. We'll talk a little bit about hoops uh, before we we say goodbye. Um, Okay. Project down the road for me. North Carolina 12-1 and one with an ACC title under their belt. What has to happen before they're in the Final Four?
1: Um, well, I think that, that really where we are in this process is we're kind of at the following junction, okay? The junction is um, Georgia, Ohio State, who I think will win their respective leagues, okay? Right. But- and then I think three, if TCU stays undefeated, it'll be TCU. Sure. I, th- I just think it's that simple for them. Yep. Okay, win, and you're going to be in. Agreed. And, and then I think four is going to come up to being the best one-loss team. And that's easier said than done because I think there's a lot of tricks here. I think the best one-loss team could be the ACC champions. And I mean, either one of them, right? If they are the best one-loss team, I think it's really critical. If you're just a fan of the ACC and you want the ACC in it, you need both those teams to get to Charlotte with one loss, right? And then have a few things happen in front. It wouldn't hurt if uh, Tennessee took another loss. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't bother me if you threw another log on the fire at USC. Um, but tonight I think will be really interesting because, um, I, I think you have to kind of start laying kind of the, the first couple of weeks I, I'm convinced are made for television. Yeah. The, it, it kind of starts formulating itself tonight.
0: Do you think, cause I, I next, don't think it matters at all.
1: Tuesday, well, I think next <laughs> Tuesday night is the real one. I think rec- next Tuesday night puts you in front of the final week of the regular season and then the championship. Because realistically, the championship week, you've got to play in order to make jumps if you don't play the championship week. So that's why I think tonight is kind of the preamble. Next Tuesday night is pretty impactful. And then you've got to play out. In other words, I think you've got to get to your championship game to be a factor. In this particular case, I think TCU critically important. And for Clemson, Carolina, to your question, I think also very important as well.
0: West Durham is joining us here in the Adam Gold Show. I agree, Georgia and Ohio State win uh win out, undefeated champs easily in. If TCU does the same, it really comes down to uh if Michigan's only loss is Ohio State, Tennessee's only loss is Georgia, Southern Cal's only loss is Utah by one point. Sure. Uh right. in, in Salt Lake City. If North Carolina or Clemson is twelve and one, those those four teams for the final spot, I don't know how the answer isn't Tennessee with wins over well, Alabama and LSU.
1: Because Southern California and or Carolina Clemson would be conference.
0: Right. Champions. You're right. I, I uh, We are going to find out for sure how much the power of the conference champion is because Tennessee's body of work, their only loss would be against an absolute machine in Georgia, and they were yep, outclassed. They good. were, they were, they were second best by a by a wide margin that day. But I mean, I don't see well, how Tennessee's LSU, not one let of the let top. You
1: say this: the LSU rhetoric right now is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yes,
1: <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's made for television. You know, by the fight promoter. So, there
0: you go. <laughs> uh, 100% agreement. Uh, but but it will be interesting if they were to win out, wouldn't it? No. <laughs> They'll
1: get the smoked. They'll get the smoked at Mercedes-Benz. No, you no, know no, I, no, I, they're I, no. Play Georgia? They're not beating Georgia.
0: Either. I agree with you. I agree with you. But just the hypothetical, if they were to beat Georgia, it would be a fascinating thought exercise if they were to beat Georgia, how the committee would treat a tw- uh, an 11-2 and two SEC champion with the wins that they've got.
1: Oh, and, and Lord help us if they didn't get in. Good heaven. <laughs> and Georgia did with one loss because, you know. Georgia the, the, and
0: Tennessee ahead of LSU.
1: I mean, you know, the building <laughs> in Birmingham might not be able to withstand it.
0: <laughs> Uh incredible stuff. West Durham is joining us here. You know they
1: invented it, right? You know that they, they yes. actually invented football. Okay, good. No yeah.
0: no question about it. Uh how yeah. good do you think Clemson
1: is? Um I think their front seven defensively is really good. I think their back end is okay. Um, offensively, I think they're evolving. I thought what they did Saturday was the way they really have to win, which is Will Shipley and Antonio Williams. Uh-huh. And I think they need a, a Joe Ingata, Adam Randall, EJ Williams, somebody to take command of the perimeter threat in the receiving game. we' um, Young you got to be able to ride the emotional roller coaster with him. And I think Shipley can. I think their offensive line is okay. Right. Um, it's a little better than it's been, but I, I mean, look, I will tell you that I think if Carolina and Clemson play, Clemson's going to hold on for dear life in Charlotte. Yep, because I Carolina will be the best offensive team they've seen all year, right by a long shot. And Clemson's challenge will be to keep up because Carolina, I, I'm, I'm. And, I'm, look, everybody's going, Woody's boy. It's a Woody's boy comment. <laughs> um, Carolina, I think, can score on just about anybody. Agreed. When they when they yep. got it going. Yeah, I now, think Clemson I – Clemson does do – I'll, I'll jump here real quick. Clemson does do the one thing that will cause Carolina problems, though. Carol, Clemson can get to the passer. Right. In a variety of ways. And their front, six or seven, depending on which way Wes Goodwin wants to line up, can be really, really impactful because that zero at linebacker, Barrett Carter is a problem. And you know, Miles Murphy and KJ Mm -hmm. Henry are already problems. So, and Brzee is a kid who's fought through everything on and off the field. And all he needs is a reason. So (laughs) that'll be Carolina's biggest challenge in the game. But Clemson offensively, if Carolina gets rolling and clicking with one, with 11 and three and the tight end committee and all that going, plus Elijah Green running it that could be a real problem for clemson
0: yeah look uh drake may is so good if is if if he can get the ball out of his hands quickly carolina right. carolina is going to score well, plenty of points
1: and he did it against pittsburgh yeah he got the ball out fast against pitt and i think the same kind of approach would be important here and Make no mistake. I mean, look, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'm voting him the player of the year in the ACC. Oh, sh- I, 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 mean, that he, ain't, I really don't think you're
0: going out on a limb, Wes.
1: Well, but here's the other thing. I'm going to tell you right now, he very well could be my number He's probably right now today my number one voter on the Heisman Trophy ballot, too.
0: I mean, he's definitely now, in my, my final three. three. Times, yeah,
1: And he has been big time each time. All three times.
0: I mean, if people and are voting
1: without he, his fastball, without his fastball, a couple weeks ago, he was big time at Virginia.
0: If if you lay the stats down of Drake May against C.J. Stroud, Hendon Hooker, um, close. Bryce Young, I mean, Drake May's numbers are better. It's I not mean,
1: even close. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's not close even. with Stroud in terms of uh, yards per attempt. I think Stroud is actually a little high. I think it was Stroud that was a little higher in yards per attempt. But the numbers right. are cartoon-like. And yeah. he's still like the fourth or fifth choice on the Heisman board. I think, I think it might have gone up a little bit more uh, with his latest performance where he totaled like 540 yards of offense and four touchdowns uh, in the latest win. That, and that was an impressive win. Look, Wake Forest not great defensively anyway. Uh, but it's an impressive win because there's always scoreboard pressure. On Drake May because their defense is not is not good enough to shut people down, so they're always in ball games where they have to keep scoring, and that probably will not change. Maybe it changes this week against Georgia Tech, uh, but I mean they still got to finish the deal against NC State on right. on uh, Black Friday, and then uh, and real quick about the Clemson matchup, and this is why I like Carolina fr- from at this point I like Carolina in the game for this reason, I. As much as Clemson wants to be a running team, I don't think they can just line it up and run it on
1: anybody. I'm not sure that either. I don't know that. I I, I might be in agreement with you. Um, They really only have one tight end that's a blocker, and it's not really the one that plays. I mean, Brenningstool and Davis Allen are, are basically what I call flex ends now. Right. We have them all over the NFL for the most part. Um, but yeah, Davis Allen and Br- Jake Brenningstool are both kind of flex in. I think that, you know, to be honest with you, I think Clemson is much more in the, with Uyungle, they can certainly throw vertical. because He's got an incredible arm. But I, I think that Carolina, Carolina's defense has done a terrific job of adjusting at halftime too. Yeah. I mean, they've done a, a phenomenal job and, Gene and Big and, and Charlton Warren deserve a lot of credit for for kind of making that kind of adjustment with a football team that at times in the first 30 minutes looks like it's just gotten the game plan when they got to the stadium, if you know what I mean.
0: <laughs> Look, um, we gave them a lot of grief at the beginning of the season, but they definitely have improved. I, don't, I wouldn't go as far as to call them good at this point, but they are certainly better than they were. And frankly, uh, they don't have to be that great based on how prolific their offense is. Final thing, yeah. let West Durham go. The uh, Tar Heels tonight, their first two games, it's been slow starts both ways. And then, of course, right. you, they figure it out and they pound people. Uh, what's right. your read on what the slow starts are attributed to?
1: Look, I think you've got to – people don't like to hear this sometimes, but I think you have to buy into the old coaching adage that even when you have four starters back every year, a team is different, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And even with Carolina bringing back everybody and only making the change with Pete Nance, I, I still believe that this is a different team. Um, certainly shooting the ball has got to get better, and I'm sure it will. But in today's college basketball, two games is you know pretty small sample size. And you played kind of two teams that, that wanted to muddy the water a little bit on you. And I think Tim Kraft's got a talented Gardner web team. Now, obviously Carolina should outclass them in many respects, but at the same time, Tim's done a terrific job at the big South for a decade. And and I would say this Carolina to me is going to revolve around love RJ Davis and Baycock. Those are the, if mm-hmm. you're thinking of it in triangle offense, those are the three, right? Yep. I think leaky black is the best on ball defender in the co- in the college game for sure. Um, and I think Pete Nance does a lot of things that everybody wants to think of as Brady Manic things. But in reality, Pete Nance is probably a much better passer than Brady Manic. So when I see Pete Nance kind of drift to the circle foul line area and make a quick pass into a corner for a shot or find a cutter coming off a back screen, those are the kinds of things I think he brings to the table. Also, his ability to rebound the basketball. Mm-hmm. So I think it'll be interesting to watch Carolina continue to evolve, evolve. But, Adam, make no mistake, it's going to take 10 or 12 games where I think we finally have a feel for not just the five on the floor that people are excited about, but also how do the four, five, six guys who ultimately come off Coach Davis's bench impact this team too?
0: Yeah, I mean, it might take a lot longer than 12 games. It might take 22 games to uh, for this team to yeah. figure it out uh, because that's about the time they figured it out last year. And I keep saying this. Pete Nance might be overall a better basketball player than Brady Manic.
1: Good
0: right. luck. Good luck having a bigger impact than Brady Manick. Had.
1: Yeah. I think Brady Manic was a perfect fit for Carolina and certainly what this team needed. But remember a year ago today, we weren't talking about Brady Manick like we did. No. In March. We were talking about Dawson Garcia.
0: <laughs> I remember him.
1: Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So we got to see these teams evolve. And I would say the same thing about Duke playing Kansas tonight or, you know, NC state. who well, I think they're playing Campbell, right? Yes. Um, you know, you've got, you've got those tight games. And, and while you do focus on your opponent, you're much more concerned about evolving as a team. And I think that's pretty important right now, especially for the locals you talk about, but there are some teams in the ACC right now. And obviously Louisville and Florida state are head scratchers at this point, but we need to find out what Miami's going to be, what Clemson's going to be, what Wade Forest looks like. Because I watch Virginia Tech a little bit on Sunday night. I, I'm pretty excited to see where Mike Young yeah. can take that group. That's, a, that's an interesting basketball team in Blacksburg that I think can capably win a lot of games.
0: Oh, there's, there's no question. By the way, State plays FIU tonight, not Florida International. Oh, they Florida already, International. They, they, already <laughs> they, are, yes. okay. they already played Campbell. Yes, they already played Campbell. Look, and right. a, a, a chance to watch Terquavion Smith is always a good idea.
1: Oh, look, to Quavion Smith and Jarquell Joyner. Now, Kevin's driving to the PNC for a shoot-around or something. He's going to wreck his car when I say this. Um, Smith and Joyner are capable of going and getting 50 between them on Mm -hmm. any given night. And that, for me, would be enough to go to PNC, to be honest. Go check them out. Watch that happen.
0: Nine o'clock. ACC Network Extra, if you can't make it out to PNC Arena.
1: It's on your regional sports network tonight.
0: It is. And you are working yeah. with the tall Virginian, aren't you?
1: Yeah, Dan Bonner and I at eight o'clock tonight on uh, on ACC Network. We follow Dustin Kern's Appalachian State Mountaineers at Louisville.
0: Very nice. That is that's true. Uh, Louisville at yeah. uh, at uh, at Aps, or App State at Louisville. Uh, maybe maybe uh, Scott Satterfield to get on the bus and go back.
1: Oh wow! I'm Come sorry. on, I've, no, I've got to be there Saturday for the Wolfpack. Ah.
0: That's right. Oh, we didn't even talk yeah. about that. Next time. Next time we'll talk about the Wolfpack. I appreciate your time, Wes. All right, man. Take care. Take care. See you, Adam. You got it, Wes Durham. There's so many things going on. This is this is the hardest part of the season. Like a night like tonight, you've got all these basketball teams, you still got football games coming up. You no, know, when when you were a voice of a school, mm-hmm. like Wes for a time was the voice of Georgia Tech. Yeah. You got basketball and football in the same day. Can't be in two places at once. No, you can't. What do you choose? They almost always choose football. Generally, Bob Harris used to, Bob Harris at Duke, mm-hmm. football. Somebody else to do the basketball game.
1: This is the Adam Gold Show. Are you ready to buy or sell your home?